0: and truth endures forever and we praise God for that I invite you to take your bibles and turn to John chapter 10 John chapter 10 John chapter 10 You heard about the conspiracy theorists, didn't you, that said, um, I need to find some new conspiracies because all the ones I had have come true. Some of you may not appreciate that, but I do appreciate it, all right? And you might be saying, oh boy, where are we going today? I heard that guy was a nut, and today he's going to prove it. Well, I ask this question, What is a conspiracy i I love um, Noah Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary because it gives good, really good definitions of words, and often then gives biblical references to illustrate these words in context. And his definition of a conspiracy is a combination of men working together for an evil purpose. An agreement between two or more persons to commit some crime in concert. So we would ask today, Is there a conspiracy? And if you look in John chapter 10, and if you look in verse 7, then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I today want to show you that there definitely is a conspiracy much bigger than, I'm talking much bigger than our nation. But there is a conspiracy. Satan is come to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he and one-third of the angels that went with him in their rebellion against God are working together, along with many individuals working together, conspiring to do evil against the plans and purposes of God. His method of operation is always the same, and it is the same in your life, it is the same in your marriage with your children, in, in your church, in your community in our state, in our nation, and the world. And and he is conspiring from the very beginning when Satan said, I will be like God. He is conspiring to do evil. And, And we want to mention several areas and make applications in our life this morning. But number one... It is a conspiracy to dethrone God. It's always been the purpose of Satan to be as God. I will be God. It has always been his purpose to work through man to get man <clears throat> excuse me, to get man to believe that he can be God. It is always his purpose to to dethrone God. It's always rebellion against God's authority. It's always his purpose. He hates God. He, he does not like authority. He does not like the authority structure. And it is his purpose to dethrone God. If you, if you pay attention throughout the ages, there have been always been individuals that shared the same purpose as Satan, to dethrone God. We played a couple weeks ago a few clips of, of some world leaders that said, we, we want to take the place of God. Free will and, and a supreme being. That is done. That is over. There is always... That's not anything new. At the Tower of Babel, they, they wanted to build a, a tower that would replace God, that they would become the gods. All throughout history, it has always been that. The cults, the world emperors, and so on, they seek to dethrone God. It is a conspiracy. Secondly, it is a conspiracy because they seek to derail God's plan. From the very beginning, Satan showed up in the Garden of Eden, he tempted Adam and Eve, they sinned, and in their sin, God mercifully provided for them, he gave them the promise that although they were separated from God, God would send a Savior born of a woman that would be the Redeemer that would bring them back to fellowship with with God in Genesis 3.15. That's the first indication of the Gospel. And so Satan, knowing God's plan, immediately seeks to destroy God's plan. And and all of history, you can see, we don't have the time today, but all of history he seeks to destroy. So he, he offers... Um, an opportunity with Cain and Abel. You remember the account. Abel brought the gift, the offering that God commanded. Um, Cain op- brought an offering that God did not command. God commanded it to be the flesh, the life, because sin requires death. Cain... And I had three different people a few weeks ago send me a clip thinking of me. After much discovery and research, they found that Cain's offering was kale, is what he offered. (laughs) I I have to tell you this. I have grown in my love for kale. I don't mind kale anymore. It has a new replacement in my life. Brussels sprouts are way worse than kale. I don't give my wife any recipes, okay? We've tried just about all of them. We've, we've greased them. We've done them with bacon. We've broiled them. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not trying. I think they are what Cain offered, okay? But at any rate, he he rebelled against God, and then Satan had a place in his life, and Cain, to disrupt God's plan and God's purposes, killed Abel. There are many things involved, but there again was the very beginning to derail God's plan. Satan has attempted to prevent Christ from coming... In the first place, when he was here, attempted to kill him, and he continues now to prevent, try to prevent people from coming to Christ. He is always about derailing God's plan. You look at, you look at prophecy, what God has prophesied. Satan is always trying to derail God's plan, And he's never been able to do it. God has a specific plan for Israel. And Satan has tried to derail that plan. God miraculously brought Israel back as he prophesied. Spread throughout all the ends of the earth. Would bring them back. He miraculously brought them back. Why do you think there is such a hatred in the world for Israel and for the United States of America. It's because of the master conspirer, Satan. He hates God's people that he's going to fulfill his promises to, and he despised America because there has been no nation that has done more for the gospel of Christ throughout the ages than America has. There has been no nation that has shown the grace and power of God as America has. Our history is a testimony of the handiwork of God. And the rewriting of our history, they're rewriting it to remove the evidences of God at work. You don't read in the history books of God miraculously sparing um, George Washington's life in battle when he was shot at several times, had holes in his coat, but he was not injured. See, they want to remove any reference. They want to derail God's plan. They want to rewrite the history in attempt to deny the works of God. So he conspires to dethrone God, to derail God's plan, Number three, to destroy God's design. God God had a design for everything. And when things follow His design, He blesses that. But you say, why in the world do we have the things going on in our world today that, um, for example, people don't even know what a woman is. I mean, how did we get here? This is all the direct result of the grand conspiracy of Satan to destroy God's design. He is attempting to destroy God's design for men. He is attempting to destroy God's design for women. He has done a pretty good job of destroying God's design for marriage. We have a we have a really really difficult time identifying what marriage is according to God's design, let alone following it. We we have he has been very effective in destroying God's design for a family. God has a design for every aspect. He he has a design for nations. Where do you think nations came from? United Nations did not create nations. God created nations. The Bible tells us that. You look at the Tower of Babel. That's where it really got its beginning when he confounded the languages. God has a purpose for nations, individual nations. His purpose isn't to remove all borders and we're all just one world. That isn't God's design. But today, you can see Satan is attempting to destroy God's design in everything. His design for the nations. In in God's design for finances. God's design for work. God's design in all of these areas. And in understanding, the conspiracy is to attempt to destroy God's design. Moving on. He conspires to bring bondage. Do you understand there are more actual slaves today than any time in history? I don't have time to go into it, but it's a proven fact. There are more slaves in the world today than any other time in history. Why? Satan loves bondage. He loves bringing people into bondage, and and that's he is not about freedom. He is not about liberty. He is about bondage. Let alone all the bondages that people are in with addictions, with uh, indebtedness, the bondage there. Satan, as I said, hates freedom. He doesn't want people thinking, because if you think. And if you have the ability to do anything about it, you understand if you stop and consider, it says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows His handiwork. He doesn't want people thinking about that. He doesn't want people to have freedom. He doesn't want people to have liberty. And He brings into bondage. Wherever, wherever people have rejected God... And wherever they have gone in the ways of man, it has always brought bondage. You go throughout history, and again, we, we don't have the time to go into it, but all throughout history, any time a nation departs from God, it leads to bondage. So, he seeks to bring bondage. He also conspires to kill the image bearer. The Bible tells us that we are made in the image of God. And Satan hates every person because they remind him of God. He also hates every person because every person is the potential temple of God. When a person trusts Christ for the forgiveness of sins... They become the indwelling. God indwells them. They become the temple of God. And he also hates people because they are a great potential weapon to be used against him. As they bear truth, as they obey the Spirit. That's why Satan hates your body. And that's why he makes people Hate their bodies. They have image problems. They hate God's design. Again, destroying God's design and destroying the image bearer. But he doesn't only do it through that way. He does it through abortion. He does it through drugs. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. And he conspires to kill. And there's nothing that has killed more people in our world than communism. And he loves to lead nations into communism. And it's never really been tried right. So we need to try it right here in America. It will lead to death. It will lead to disaster. Go to Venezuela and ask them. Go to North Korea and ask them. We could go on and on, millions and millions of people have been killed, the conspiracy of Satan to kill many, many people, and he's accomplished his purpose through many ways, and one of the, one of the great ways is through communism. People have a hard time imagining that there are people alive that want to wipe out a large portion of the population. They have a hard time imagining that. Number one, because they don't understand who's behind it all, Satan. He hates people. And they don't understand, secondly, the heart of man. The heart of man is evil. And the heart of man desires power. And anything that I can do to get power if it means killing people. And this is the grand conspiracy of Satan. He has come to steal, kill, and destroy, to bring into bondage, to destroy God's design, derail God's plan, dethrone God. And just let me mention one other thing before we look at what am I to do about it. He conspires to remove all hope. Jesus said in John 10, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. That, wow, it's life, it's abundant, it's worth living. This is a good thing. This is a gift of God. But He has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He has come to bring death. He has come to bring no hope. Satan wants you and I to think that it is hopeless. It is not hopeless. God is in control. Jesus Christ forgives sins. The Holy Spirit indwells every believer and gives us wisdom and grace. Evil will be judged and condemned. There is coming a day of justice and God will bring it sin will be banished, the curse will be removed, and we will be in perfect fellowship with God. So don't lose hope. Satan wants you to say, oh, there is no hope. There's nothing we can do. It it doesn't matter what happens in whatever nation you are in. There is hope because there is God. And these same truths, it wouldn't matter... If we are preaching them today in Venezuela or Russia or Ukraine or North Korea, for that matter, these truths are universal. And there is hope, not because we live in America, but rejoice, the Lord is King. There is hope because of God. And God has placed us in America and he gives us some responsibilities. So... Um, we ask the question, wow, you know, this conspiracy, all these things Satan is doing to try to bring destruction and death and chaos and, and all the people that he has working for him. And, oh, man, it's overwhelming. And, and it's easy to then just kind of throw up our hands and say, um, there is no hope or, Lord, just get me out of here. But that isn't what God wants us to do. So what am I to do about it? Number one, it doesn't matter when in history we find ourselves the same thing. Number one, run to God. He is our only help. He is our only hope. And it's it's running to God first and foremost for the forgiveness of our sin. As we said, Adam and Eve sinned, mankind was separated from sin. And Jesus Christ came to provide the way He paid the penalty for sin, to provide forgiveness that we can be brought back and reconciled to God in Jesus Christ alone, not in church, not in anything else. It's Jesus Christ alone, nothing else. And it is He alone. But it's not just going to Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Listen. We live in a world that it's easy for us to be deceived. It's easy for us to be overcome. There are battles everywhere that begin in our own heart because our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. And there are battles that go on. And our only help and our only hope is to run to God. To run to God in prayer. If there, if, if there was ever a day that there ought to be a revival in prayer, it would be today if you if you look around at our nation and the world and the conditions of our world today i mean every week it's just sickening to see the degradation of evil that our nation is going into and it ought to make us run to God in prayer and cry out to God and the bible's full of examples history is full of examples You know, we we tend to think, well, back in the the good old days, however far back you go to consider old, things were different. No, the heart of man has always been evil. And at the beginning of our nation, there was a lot of evil in our nation, but God brought an amazing great awakening that awakened the hearts and souls of people in their relationship to God. And it was in that that the seed of liberty fell into that spiritual awakening. And it grew and it produced what we now know as the United States of America. Throughout history, our same Constitution has been taken and used in other countries. But it hasn't worked because why? It didn't fall into the seed of a God-fearing god fearing Respect for the Judeo-Christian principles of God's Word. But when God's people, all throughout history, when when Israel cried out to God, read the book of Judges, they cried out to God, God raised up a deliverer. Then they went and turned away from God, and God brought judgment. When they cried out to God, God raised up a deliverer. Then they turned away from God, God brought judgment. It's It's like... repeating the same cycle over and over again. And we are at the point we need to be crying out to God. We need to be running to God in prayer. We need to be students of the Word understanding and reading the Word. So what am I to do in the midst of all this and the conspiracies of Satan to destroy and defeat? Run to God. Secondly, rejoice In the Lord. Paul, writing from prison, persecuted because he preached the gospel, said, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Not rejoice in the economy, not rejoice that gas prices drop, not rejoice in the weather, not rejoice in your church. Only rejoice in the Lord. And we can always rejoice in the Lord. That means our focus needs to be on God. And when we focus on God, the more we focus on God, the more we'll love God. The more you love God, the more you'll rejoice in God. See, sad sack Christians are a bad, bad testimony of what kind of God we serve. If all we do is go around like Eeyore, grumping about everything and and down in the dumps about things, what does that say about God? And so we need to protect ourselves. We need to, to say, does this draw me closer to God? Does this make me appreciate God more? Does this make me more joyous? Or does this drag me down, turn me away from God and focus on myself? So it is, we need to rejoice in the Lord, we need to love the Lord, and those two go hand in hand. Dennis Prager said, I am often asked, are you an optimist or a pessimist? And he says, you know, I, I see optimist and pessimist having the same end. An optimist says... Everything will turn out well, so why fight? A pessimist says, everything will turn out lousy, so why fight? He said, I ask, what do I have to do? I have to fight. That is the only question that matters. What do I have to do? I need to fight for truth. Because truth is all that matters. I need to fight for truth in my own life. I need to stand for truth in, in my marriage, in my family. I need to do what I can to lift up truth, to make it known. And I say, I need to do that. I'm not saying that as a preacher. I'm saying that as a follower of Jesus Christ. Truth is the only thing that matters. And we live in a world that the, the grand conspirer is filling the world with lies. He said, he, Jesus said, you are of your father the devil. He is a liar from the beginning. And that's why we must fight for truth. Everything that we hear, is this true or is it false? Is this true according to God's word? is it spiritual truth is it truth in history is it truth in in every area of my life is this true that's why we can't coast we need to be students of history so when when they say that america has been the the worst offender in In human offenses, we can say, what was the nation? Right, there was a time that there was slavery, but what nation ended slavery? Who was first and led in it? And if America is such an oppressive country, why are people all over the world giving their lives to come to this oppressive country? That's truth. But it's truth that goes back to the Word of God. You cannot separate God from truth. If it's true, God has established it. God has done it. And He said, you that love the Lord hate evil. That, that kind of senses to me an aspect of fighting. It's not, oh, it's okay. No, that isn't right. And to stand for truth and to realize that we need to we need to represent and stand for truth i get weary of it i get weary of the battle too i get weary of all the lies that are said and and you ever notice they seldom if ever come out and say well we were wrong in that and now this is the truth that doesn't happen but it's important that we understand this liberty aspect is an eternal matter. Because if the truth is hidden, the truth of Jesus Christ, people will die and be eternally separated from God forever. So we need to. We need to stand for truth. We need to fight for truth. And, and there were times you will feel like your efforts are are feeble and worthless and wasted, and that's exactly what Satan wants you to think. It isn't the results that it produces. It's the principle, I need to stand for truth. I need to represent God. So run to God, rejoice in the Lord, fight for truth, and then lastly, focus on the end. Every lie, every conspiracy, every attack, Will be exposed and defeated, and only Jesus Christ will be standing. Let me say that again. Nudge your neighbor if they're sleeping, all right? Every lie, every conspiracy, every attack will be exposed and defeated, and only Jesus Christ will be standing in the end. His truth is marching on. God will be glorified. And we rejoice in that. And that's why we want to line up with God. He is the only one that will remain. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that ought to encourage us to run to God more than we ever have before. That ought to encourage us to share the gospel with people so that they can come into the protection and provision and grace of God. It ought to encourage us to stand as we've never stood before. To stand as Stephen, even in the face of persecution and death, to stand as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to stand as Daniel, to stand as Paul, to stand as our founding fathers who pledged their lives and sacred honor, and many of them lost everything they had for the cause of liberty. We're worried about what percentage of our 401k we've lost in the last several months. What what really matters to us? Are we willing to stand? Are we willing to realize, you know what? No matter what comes, everything's all right in my Father's house. No matter what comes, God is on the throne. I am a child of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And I know that He will give me grace. And I know that He wants to glorify His name through my life. And as Paul said, For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. So that in me, whether I live or whether I die, it is Christ to be glorified. That's our purpose. And yes, there is a conspiracy. And yes, He uses a lot of human beings. And yes, He looks like He's really having His way. But the day is going to come when... Everything will be over and Jesus Christ alone is exalted. Heavenly Father, I pray that You would encourage our hearts to realize that there is a war. There is a battle. There is a conspiracy to try to disrupt and destroy Your ways, Your name. And Lord, I rejoice that nothing can prevent Your purpose and plan from being fulfilled. I rejoice that nothing can separate us from the love of You. And Lord, I pray today if there are individuals here that have never personally called upon You for the forgiveness of sins, to be, to be restored to fellowship with You, Lord, I pray today they would call out to You. And Lord, I pray today for believers... Lord, help us to see the battles that are raging and help us to see from your perspective why things are happening. It's because Satan is conspiring to destroy your plan for nations and families and men and women. And Lord, may we be more committed to your ways than we've ever been before. I pray that we would not lose heart and not lose hope but that we would realize the best is yet to come. And Lord, I pray that you would find us faithful to you. We rejoice in who you are, and Lord, may we be faithful followers of you. We pray in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.